Thank you for listening to this Miller Time Media Podcast. This interview took place during our Miller Time Live radio program. For information on the program, you can visit our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. You can also find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms by searching Miller Time Media. If you do not find us on your favorite podcast platform, not to fear, just send us an email and we'll get it done for you, Radio at outlook.com. Thank you and enjoy. The Weekly Swalk. Warren, Harold, Wazi, also known as, better known as, and Stuart Dando. It's for the weekly squawk here from Atu Financial. And uh, good morning to you, gentlemen. How's, uh, how's life? Well, well, other than really cold, um, I think uh, just, uh, just dandy, Mr. Dando. <laughs> yeah, morning, morning, team. Yes, it is a little chilly. Yeah, no, it is indeed well, a little chilly. It's winter, and we've passed winter solstice, of course, which means that um, uh, the shortest night, I mean, the shortest day, was it? Yes, the shortest day. Yeah, it was the 21st, so, right? Uh, yeah, so, so being the, the, the eternal optimist, you know, I say, well, it gets better from here on, of course. Hello. Yes, Hello? sorry, are you talking sorry, to me? Are you speaking to me? <laughs> sorry, I didn't know who you were speaking just, to. My apologies. I, I'm speaking to anyone who will listen. This is our ah, financial yeah, advisor. Yeah, no, the, you know? the, 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 that was the 21st. That was the uh, the winter solstice. So now we're the days are getting longer and hopefully warmer, right? Uh, amen, amen. Yeah. So, so, so jumping straight in, um, because of course on a Monday at uh, at 10:15 we do the weekly squawk, and so much has happened in the past week. Um, we're going to kick off with a little regulation called Regulation 28 um, that uh, financial advisors like myself are um, forced to to make use of mm-hmm. um, when we're doing retirement products. Like uh, everyone knows what a retirement annuity or an RA is, yeah. and basically what it does is it stops the mavericks from saying, "Hey, my China, y'all know. Listen, I think uh, where we've got to go is this new thing called uh, Crowd One, eh? Coming out of Spain, we're going to make lots Yo. of money there, or <laughs> um, international uh, equities, you know, kind of thing. So we're forced to stick within certain ambits. And uh, Stuart, I um, it, it's kind of it's not it's not bad news because um, uh, I'm gonna I'm not going to steal your thunder, but um, Regulation 28 is in the crosshairs of um, our government." Um, yeah, I, I, it's probably it's it's probably the, the the headline that I've used is probably a little bit uh, overly incendiary, um, but it does people do get a little bit nervous when government starts to talk about uh, prescribed assets. Um, so prescribed assets, simply put, is basically a stipulation that retirement fund money must be directed to certain government um, initiatives and infrastructure and those types of things. Now, ordinarily, um, if you were looking at a you know sort of any sort of a lot of the first world economies, if you were thinking that, you know, sort of retirement savings go back into the country uh, for the betterment of that country and everyone wins with good returns and just investing yes. in the place where you live, um, you would ordinarily, you, the average person would assume that was a very good thing. But unfortunately, if you look at South Africa's history, particularly over the last decade, um, mm. and you see where a lot of money has gone and more importantly, where it hasn't gone, mm. um, I think a lot of people would be very nervous if their retirement money was suddenly directed into, let's say, for example, ESCOM or SAA <laughs> or, 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 or new, um, or new locomotives for transnet yeah. that are too tall for the yeah so i think a lot <laughs> of people too get wide. nervous but the, this yeah 
this this isn't necessarily saying that. Um, so Regulation 28 has a, a stipulation where it says you can only invest a certain amount of money. When it, when it says you, we're talking about fund managers. So yes. when they have portfolios that are what they call Regulation 28 compliant, it means they can be used in RAs, as you said earlier, and pension and provident funds. Yes. Um, and what that means is there are certain there are certain limits. So you can only have a maximum of 75% in equity. Um, you can only have a maximum of 25% in immovable property and a few other things. And the immo- immovable property definition is the one they're looking to tweak. Because what they want to do, and when I say they, government, they want to make mm-hmm. sure that the immovable property definition includes infrastructure, which could mm-hmm. then lead to some flows going into government um, initiatives on infrastructure. So mm-hmm. on the surface of it, uh, not necessarily something to be that worried about, but it does mean that Regulation 28 is very much in their view. Um, mm-hmm. Look, and, and again, actions speak louder than words here. I think the fact that we have... There's our local Heidi doll. Oh yeah, of course. There you are. Yeah, good morning. Yes. He knows. He knows the time to come flying over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well done. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I think the just on the thought there, I think the, the the sheer fact that the the sheer fact that we've already approached the IMF for a 4.2 billion dollar loan, and the fact that we're already getting one billion dollars from the World Bank before we've even gone into the prescription of assets, I think does bode well. Mm. Um, but you have to bear in mind that there is an estimated 4.2 trillion rand in mm. private in, in in retirement savings in this country, wow. um, in terms of RAs, press funds, you know, and 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 provident pension money. So it is that must be quite a, a a sexy option for the government, but um, yeah. as we sit here, they've not um, they've Ooh. not uh, sort of made any moves to access it. Um, although it is under discussion, mm. so I think they've been very very careful in terms of how they communicate that. I, I, I would I would sort of from 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 a man on the street point of view, I'm, I would say look, look good idea, but it's that whole trust factor again. Are we going to have a plunder fest like we did under Zuma? Um, or is is there going to be tight tight regulation where we can we can literally have a zero sort of uh, situation where funds cannot be plundered because we're talking about private citizens um, yes. uh, retirement funds yeah this I mean th- this is serious serious stuff so That's scary you know yeah on, on the outset good idea. Yeah. But it's a double-edged sword as well. You must think so. Those retirement, so anyone that can't, anyone that can't, anyone that um, hasn't saved enough for their retirement will ultimately be reliant on the state. So think about the implications here. If you, as the state, then force a certain amount of retirement savings to go into projects, which on mm. the surface is not necessarily a bad thing, but if you then have the level of, of corruption and malfeasance that we've seen, you're ultimately going to affect those returns, which ultimately right. shoots you're ultimately shooting yourself in the foot come come the end of the road because then you haven't enjoyed enough returns, and the people that were saving privately will then become reliant on the state potentially. So exactly. they've got to be very very careful how this rolls out. Now, very, very interesting stuff. Um, speaking of interesting stuff, um, inflation has cooled somewhat. I mean, wow. I, when, when I read this this morning, I was like, okay, wow, that's quite cool. But take us take us through our headline consumer inflation, uh, Yeah, so, so headline, so SA's headline consumer inflation has slowed to sort of 3%. Um, a lot of analysts were expecting somewhere between 3 and 3.2, 3.3. So it was largely expected. Um, and this is, the lo- this is the lowest it's been since around 2005. Three like percent inflation. Years, eh? Yeah. So, so inflation. I mean, does it does inflation affect the man on the street in his or her everyday goings on to to to, to, to some degree? But what it does have a massive effect on are things like bond yields. 
So when yes. people purchase bonds, like sort of government debt, we've, we've spoken about this on the show before. Um, have, what yes. they often look at is, is the difference between real return um, and nominal return. So nominal return, let's say, is I get 10% return on an investment, but inflation is, let's say, 5. My yes. real return is actually only 5 because 5%. inflation has eaten up the rest of that return. Quite so right. if you were to look at if you were to look at buying South African bonds and you would say, right, what is the yield on these bonds? They give you mm-hmm. the yield at whatever it might be. So South Africa's current flagship bond, it's called the R186. It's about a mm-hmm. five-year bond at the moment. It mm-hmm. is giving you 7.5%. So if inflation was, let's say, 5, that would be a real yield of 2.5. But because yes. inflation is 3, that's a real yield of 4.5. So you can buy a South African government bond at mm. CPI plus 4.5%. Um, wow. And that is why, so yeah, and, and that is why you've seen there was there was there was a huge there's been a huge inflow into around about four billion rand, a big inflow into SA's bond market, and I, I pretty much think that's going to continue going forward. And that's from and that's obviously from from our international um, people. Uh, yes, we've seen we've seen some significant yeah. foreign inflows. Yeah, there's a, there's a global hunt for yield because they can't find Absolutely. they can find yeah. yield yeah, yeah. very few places else. So um, yeah, we are we are turning out to be quite a, a compelling and an attractive destination for those flows. Was he in Stewart? This morning at 23 minutes after 10 o'clock on a Monday morning. It's, of course, the weekly squawk. And something I've been noticing, guys, and I just wanted to, mm. to chime in here with a quick question. But what is uh, what is happening with the uh, the Forex? What is happening with the money at the the the, the finance, the, the the currency at the moment? Because it seems like the rand is getting stronger. Yeah, so so the rand so the rand um, is a bit of a is a bit of a proxy for emerging markets, um, and emerging markets are almost a proxy for risk on and risk off sentiment. Yeah. Uh, let me let me qualify why I say that. So when the world is nervous about growth, what they will do is they will often sell their EM assets first, so emerging market equities, and also emerging market bonds, which affects emerging market currencies. So the strength of the rand, yes, there are some internal things that we do as a country which affect the rand, but largely it's due to external external flows either in or in or flows going out Absolutely. and people seeing how attractive our bond market is. So yeah, the rand the rand is a, quite a, an interesting gauge or barometer of risk on sentiment globally. So when you saw all the cases rising in the states last uh, last week, yeah. you would have seen Price dip slightly, you would have seen the rand weaken slightly, and it's all about risk on versus risk off sentiment. And there are some nerves. There are definitely some nerves uh, this morning. Um, if you have a look, so last week Thursday, uh, America reported its highest one-day increase, thirty-seven thousand cases. Yes, that lasted all of one day. On Friday, they uh, registered forty thousand cases, which was a new record. That lasted all of one day, and there were forty-two thousand cases registered on the Saturday. That's well in excess of what 110, 120,000 cases in three days. Yeah, that's quite a bit. So yeah, I think a lot of people are nervous. You've got if you look at the latest numbers out of the states, uh, 36 states have reported increasing numbers. 12 have pretty much plateaued, and only two states have reported decreasing numbers. So that's just mm. over 70 percent of um, of states are still reporting increasing numbers. So it's um it's it's uh, yeah it's a new and dangerous, worrying time. Absolutely. And then, of course, with, um, as you say, Stuart, with um, our bonds becoming so attractive, of course, those bonds need to be bought in rands, which creates a higher Correct. demand for the rand. So uh, it's the old demand and supply. So, um, yeah. Um, it's, um, tell us, there's something going on at, um, uh, at, the, at Ned Group Investments. Um, as at the 1st of July, um, they're going to be taken over. How does that affect us? 
Um, I, I don't, I don't, it probably doesn't have a direct effect, um, yes. but I think it is, I think, so, so what happened was, so what is happening from the 1st of July, the running of the Ned Group Investments Growth Fund is going to be taken over by a, a bunch of, um, of a sort of fund management company called Lorium Capital. Um, so what they did was they were the previous, their, sort of their electus was the previous fund manager, mm-hmm. um, and they had a dramatic drop in their, in their assets under management. And so what has happened is the, so they used to manage that portfolio and they've now decided that they're going to hand it over to the guys at Lorium. Um, respected manager has, has got a good track record. And yeah, so I think anyone that holds assets in that portfolio, I think will be will be comforted by the move. Okay, so um, can, I, can I dumb it down for the layman in the street? Please do for us, Wazi, please. Um, uh, <laughs> is, 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 it a, is, is it a case of um, um, I, I wasn't doing well as an asset manager and therefore Dustin fired me and rather hired you because um, you, you... I would never do that, Wazi. <laughs> but I mean, it, is it that kind of... Yes, think, think about it, think about it, yes. Bottom line, hey? Think, think uh, about a restaurant under new management. Think yes. about a restaurant under new management. It's a simple That's thing. Okay. So the restaurant is an Italian restaurant. It still produces pizzas and pastas and so on yeah. and so forth. But <laughs> the quality was perhaps a concern. So we're putting it under a new management. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, it, which leads perfectly on to if it quacks like a duck. Now, I've been watching this over quack, the past quack. few weeks. And uh, this has become a rather interesting um, without feeling any of your thunder. Um, let me just ask Dustin. Dustin. Have yes, you sir. got anything on your Facebook or Lissedi, anything on your Facebook saying crowd one, become part of the impact crowd? Oh, yeah. You yeah, know me. We both, we're all over it. And wow. Isn't it, isn't <laughs> I, it amazing? Yeah. And, and I'm going to hand over to Stuart because, you know, um, Stuart started started off by saying like, if it quacks like a duck. Over to you, Stuart. I just, before, yes, before, well, before you answer yeah. that, Stuart, I just want to point out mm-hmm. that I, I was, I, I, of course, I heard about it for about a month, but until last week, I finally said, let me ask what the hell this is because I didn't know. And I'm probably one of the last people on the planet to not know, by the way. <laughs> Uh, well, it, yeah, it so, like so they, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're, they are, they are what they call a network marketing company. Um, so, I mean, just those three, just those three words uh, should, That's should concerning. ring, you know, should, um, should echo, should echo the past. Yeah. Uh, they launched last year, the, the, they're called crowd one. They launched in November last year um, at a glitzy event in Gallagher estate when we could still hold uh, events. And since then have gained a lot of popularity with thousands of South Africans across multiple Facebook groups uh, bragging about money and so on and so forth. Uh, but when something seems too good to be true, it often is. So the South African Reserve Bank Prudential Authority is, says is investigating them. Um, and the FSCA has also come out to say they're also investigating. And I've got a quote from them that says, in general, we do not advise the public to ever invest money in a financial entity or organization that is not registered with the FSCA. Any investment or business opportunity that is offered to the South African public um, must, be, uh, must be authorized as a financial services provider. And that just gives the protection to the public to know that the people mm-hmm. that are offering a financial service or product have been regu- or are regulated, have to report, have to abide by certain rules and regulations, stipulations, and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, but Crowd One is, your, is, is, from what I've read, it's your classic network marketing company. So you okay. you you get people to distribute, they then distribute, they then distribute, and you make money and you make money and you make money. Come on, someone say the word. Someone say the word. <laughs> pyramid scheme. I'm not going to say the word. I'm not going to say the word. It is a pyramid scheme. As you that said at the is. beginning of that thing before Stuart yeah. began, walk like an Egyptian because that's where the yeah. pyramids be at. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, often... Look, we, just as a... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Just as a caveat, it, it, no, no findings have been made just yet. Um, 
yes, but of if I look at that's why I've said if it quacks like a duck and people oh, often yeah. say if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck yeah. more often than not so yes, but um, watch In- this space interestingly yeah. enough uh, Namibia actually took a hard line against it last week and banned it that's when I took notice of it when I saw that in the news they and did, said yes. what is this yeah, yeah no, that's it's, precisely it's, what happened. It's it's mm-hmm. a little bit. If we have a look at the indicators, uh, um, uh, Stuart, we we briefly had a chat about it. We've already spoken about the the R one eight six yield at seven point six four, which is kind of nice, looking good. The 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 rand dollar um, uh, hovering around seventeen, still a little overtraded yeah. at the moment. Still some real value around about fourteen fifteen. Um, yeah, no, no, definitely some value. Definitely some value still in the rand at these levels. Um, again, depends on the model you use and pretty much who you talk to and how they interpret certain models. But mm. fair value on the rand currently somewhere around the fifteen, fourteen fifty to fifteen mark. Um, so still a little bit oversold. Did enjoy some strength, but like I said, the, the rand does oscillate quite violently mm. depending on what's happening globally. Mm. And then of course, um, yeah. And, then, and sorry, and then of course bring crude up to thirty nine odd dollars. So I don't know what it is mm. right now at this moment, but at least at least the the, the people are making a um, the barons, the oil barons are, are making a few dollars per barrel. So yeah. that is going mm-hmm. up. But you say um, uh, we were chatting off air, and you were saying that um, we got to watch that because um, with these um, the second and third rounds of, of viruses going around the world. Um, mm. That's going to almost be like a yo-yo, up and down, hey? It it will be. I mean, similar similar to the obviously there. Are, I'm I'm being overly simplistic, and there are a lot more variables. But similar yes. to the rand, the oil price tends to also be like a gauge of global growth health. Um, so when people are expecting, you know, economies to be growing, uh, the oil price tends to go up, and obviously the the the, the reverse is, is true as well. You would have seen, you saw the the, the oil prices fall precipitously during the, you know, the worst of the, yes. the COVID nineteen um, sort of the market uh, the market falls. Um, but you have seen the price pull back a little bit, um, and that is that is largely because not solely because of largely because of some nerves around the increasing numbers in cases, particularly out of the states in South America. Right. Um, and then so again, watch the, the space. Watch the space, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and one, one of the things, and just as a little caveat over there, um, you know, people are talking about already the second wave hitting South Africa, and um, we're saying, dudes, we're still in our first wave. What are you talking about? Hundred um, percent. We're not even, we're not even yeah. done with the first wave yet, and people are well, talking this is, about the yeah, second so wave. So, if you think, I, I explain. I had to chat. To, I was chatting to someone, uh, a colleague, last week. And they talked about the second wave. And I said, it's a misnomer. I said, think yeah. about it. Think about a wave. Think about a wave crashing on a beach. Yes. As soon as it rescinds right the way back, that then it ends. Then the second mm. wave comes in. But oh, these That's waves it. haven't rescinded. They haven't Correct. rescinded at all. So if you look yep. at with 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 the exception of potentially New Zealand and 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 China, and I stand under correction, you saw the cases drop off to close to zero, or New Zealand for a short while was zero. Yes. And New Zealand has since reported cases. That, in its truest sense, is a second wave. But we can't talk about the states going through a second wave or South Africa going through a second wave. We are very much still in our first wave. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think we've got to keep you know keep an eye. As you said, uh, we have to the, be vigilant. The, yeah, the oil price um, and and watch that tribe. Watch the oil price um, with regards to this as the cases go up the oil price drops everyone gets nervous um, uh, and then of course you hear that petrol's coming down but it's it's what it's going up this week about two rand 75 a liter i think mm. wow ouch oh okay. i haven't seen that actually. yeah they, they oh, actually worry. that broke news yesterday i, I that yeah. that's oh, interesting because now we're taking the the petrol price right back to pre-lockdown levels it seems yeah i'm still i'm still getting three weeks to the liter though so it's all good, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing quite um, we're doing quite well as well. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, tell us about your quote of the week from uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, also not one of my um, favorite people in, yeah. on the planet at the moment, but um, <laughs> And I can guess why he's not. Yes, indeed. Particularly sir. you and Dustin. Um, so, so Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, he was part of the administration's team, you know, sort of Trump's team. Um, he was... Um, part of that team with COVID-19 and he basically said and this is last week he said people are infecting other people and then ultimately you will infect someone who's vulnerable you have an individual responsibility to yourself but you have a, so a societal responsibility because if we want to end this outbreak really end it we've got to realize that we are part of the process and what he's basically saying they're distilling it down into a statement is it's not about you it's about everyone else around you and I've listened to so many people say you know what I just want to get the disease and get it over and done with yes. and, and my, my feeling there is two I kind of think to myself, yes, I'd probably like to, to get it and recover. But the problem is that people who think, um, let's just get it, are generally blasé in their other in their other habits. And those yes. people would get it, would still be out without masks, coughing, sneezing and spluttering. And you potentially put in uh, risk either vulnerable people or, or other people who are then going to infect vulnerable people. So ultimately, yes. you have a, a massive responsibility both to yourself, but to those around you as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it, it's just it's a, it's a crazy thing when you actually sit down and you draw it on a picture for someone. I've had to do it for for a little kid and show them how it works. And you 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 saw once the lights came on in the kid's eyes, and he went wow. And I said exactly right. You know th this is how this thing works. So it's not me that I have to worry about. It's about um, the gogo -go down the street that I don't even know, kind of thing. You know, yeah. which is that's 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 to me it's frightening. But um, yeah, well, may you live in interesting times. Your <laughs> article of the week is a very very nice one, um, written by uh, a rate for Nikek, where. Yeah. He, he basically explains mm. SA's finances as though it were a household budget, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Um, we've, we've got the link on there. So, uh, Tribe, really go there. The article of the week, uh, I think it's a, it's a, a great pick from you, Stuart, um, mm. that the, the Tribe can just go and have a look and dumb it down. Like last week, remember, we were talking about, okay, SA Inc., is a person and we were talking about how I earn 10,000 Rand a month but I'm paying 8,000 Rand towards debt and the other yes. 2,000. So that's very nice. Um, my favorite part every week, jargon of the week, sensitivity okay, yeah. analysis. Now, right. now, now I've, I've, I've come through um, almost two years of being single. I don't suppose it has anything to do with me being sensitive. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, over to you, Stu. Um, okay, so this this uh, I have said the word caveat I think three times so yes, far. This will be the fourth time I'm saying the word caveat. But yes, uh, a sensitivity yes. analysis, and I will I will give you the simplified version. But a sensitivity analysis um, determines how different values of an independent variable affect a particular dependent variable under a given set of assumptions. Oh, in oh, other well, words, that makes sense. yeah, yes. makes sense. Yeah, in other words, sensitivity analysis studies um, they show how various sources of uncertainty in a mathematical model contribute to the model's overall uncertainty. So what that's basically saying is it's a what-if analysis so ah. if you were to say right in, in an investment uh, very simple if you would say right here's my investment what if inflation goes up by two percent what impact would that have on my investment what if this was to go down by three percent or some other variable was to go up by ten percent whatever so it's basically a what-if to say how sensitive is my investment which would be your your variable how, how uh, sensitive is that to other uncertain um, sort of increases or decreases in other variables so it's a oh, sensitivity wow. now just to test if this was to happen what would happen similar to like scenario planning if this was to happen oh, this wow. way what would be the ramifications 
And if that happened, what would be the if 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 the gold price went up, what how would it affect it? Yes. COVID went down, how would it affect it? If COVID went up, how would it be affected? Wow. Okay. That's a lot of a lot of this modelling has happened in COVID. If you have a look at yes. so they've said they've modelled number of cases, they've modelled lockdown, they've modelled um, banning of alcohol and tobacco, they've modelled uh, banning of restaurants, cinemas, crowded events, all those types of things. All about all about it's, analysis going forward and what if this happens? What if that happens? I I would put this in a brand new category called actuarial porn. Because I mean, an, an actuary. <laughs> I'm not sure you're allowed to say the word porn on a Monday morning before twelve o'clock. I'm not sure that's allowed. This portion of uh, this portion of the program is sponsored by Pornhub, as well as continues. <gasps> no. <laughs> and then, in conclusion, um, very very interesting um, with regards to the national treasury that you've um, you've given us a little scenario, yes, Stuart. Uh, yeah, so I think if you look back uh, for those for those um, for those people that watched it, um, there were some interesting numbers that came out of of, the, of of Wednesday when Atito delivered his supplementary budget. But there's also stuff that he didn't mention. So the things that he did mention, we've all we've we've all seen and we're all sort of fairly familiar with. So if you look at if you look at if you read well when you read my newsletter, you'll see that I've included a, a fairly simple graph which talks about our budget uh, uh, revenue and expenditure and our debt outlook scenarios, and they do paint a rather gloomy picture. But we've known about this for a while. We have yes. known about this for a while. Um, and the things that I've, and there are going to be some talk about things like a wealth tax going forward, um, which some say that you know some say that is a way to facilitate equitable redistribution of wealth. Um, then you have other people that are arguing it's far too costly and complex to implement. And also people saying if you start to implement that, why would wealthy people want to come here and set up businesses if they are effectively paying more tax? Um, yes. So it's a very it's a very sticky one. And then you look at other things like the NHI. I mean, the NHI, I think, is going to cost is going to cost hundreds of billions. So, if you look at the the the, the findings of the D, uh, of the um, uh, the DTC, they said that even at a price of 256 billion a year, at 3.5 percent yes. GDP growth, 3.5 percent GDP growth, um, mm. we would still have a shortfall of 72 billion rand come 2025. If we wow. grow at two percent, if we grow at two percent, the shortfall come 2025 will be 108 billion. We are currently likely to shrink at around eight. So yeah. I think the, I think plans for the NHI, um, the rollout of that scheme, I think are going to be pushed out um, some way because we simply, we couldn't afford it in its current format anyway. Uh, we we definitely can't afford it now. And now we just can't afford it. And if we rush it, of course, um, uh, we know what happens. It's, it's happened all over the world where they've rushed it. Um, I think it was Brazil was the quickest that they got it out, oh, I think, in something like four years or something, but it only lasted for 18 months, um, and then it fell on its face. I stand to be corrected, but um, uh, I think those were the, the sort of figures. Yeah, I, I can't comment. I'm not familiar with the Brazil situation. Uh, okay. Um, Stuart, thank you so much uh, once again. It's absolutely always wonderful talking to you. and. Um, it's great for you to be able to use all those very big words and then me ask you to dumb it down. You know, look, I, I understand what you're talking about, but it's for the tribe. You know, the old asking for a friend. Sure. And I just want to point out, I, I, I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. We understand where you're coming from. You're the guy that dissects all the big things so we don't have to try and understand what it is. We definitely appreciate you. But I want to say in conclusion, if you as a listener right now are listening and you say, gee whiz, I'm really worried about my golden years, my retirement years, I'm pushing you know, 40 or pushing 50, uh, it's not too late. Get in touch with guys like uh, Warren Absolutely. and Stuart. Uh, a Two Financial is ready to help you. WarrenHerald.co.za, correct? 
quite right. Uh, it's uh, Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N-H-E-R-O-L-D-T.coza, all mm. one word. Um, you can book a Zoom meeting right there, and um, you um, we, we can't get you sitting in front of Stuart directly at uh, you know off, off the bat. But once I come in and I do a wealth analysis for yeah. you or whatever it is you need done, Stuart yeah. then gets involved for us and um, – he comes out with the big guns and he, and he helps us put together a sexy little plan for you. So, <laughs> because um, the last thing you want to end up doing in your golden years when you have worked your entire life is relying on the state. The state pension, I don't even know what it is, but no. I remember talking to someone a couple of years back and they told me they get something like a thousand bucks a month or something. That you, you I, can, I don't even think it's that. I don't no. even think it's that. Uh, so that, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, come on now, just, you know what, if you're, even if you're 50 years old right now, you're not, it's not too late for you. Get it on your mind. Most yep. of our listeners are in their 30s and 40s. Uh, some are in mm -hmm. their 50s. We uh, we want you to be well. We want you to make sound financial decisions so that later on in your life you're ready to rock and roll and and don't uh, don't put it off any longer. And I'm talking to myself included. I, as soon as I have a chance here in this next few months, I'm going to be speaking to you guys. So, uh, Warren well, Harold, thank you so much for that. Yeah, Stuart um, Daniel. You know, just to let you know, yes. um, uh, Dustin, that myself and my team we take you all the way through. We talk, we 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 call it from from birth all the way through to retirement, mm. and we we do everything for the clients. So it doesn't matter whether you're 20 years old or 55 yeah. um, we have a solution for you and we uh, have access to various things so thank you very much for that little plug i really do appreciate it well that's what on my website i, I want to that's that's why you guys are here i want to i want to help our listeners so that's why we have you on each week 